The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. The mother of Jesus and his brothers arrived at the house. Standing outside, they sent word to Jesus and called him. The crowd seated around him told him, Your mother and your brothers and your sisters are outside asking for you. But he said to them in reply, Who are my mother and my brothers? And looking around at those seated in the circle, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother. The Gospel of the Lord. This is one of those controversial passages with in Christianity because people interpret this very differently. Some say, well, this, this straight up says Jesus has brothers. Like, he has other brothers. Like Mary must have had other kids. But that contradicts teaching about Mary remaining as a perpetual virgin. So there's an issue with that. Also that we don't really ever hear this anywhere else mine is here there's an interesting fact about actually how you translate the word brother in hebrew it can also mean cousin right we know that he had cousins like john the baptist was a cousin but there's something bigger here that jesus is also trying to highlight for us right is he's where we as a current christian reality have kind of gotten hung up on this detail he's trying to show us my family, the people who, who I love, who I care about, they're actually, it's a lot bigger than just the blood people that you would, would consider family. It's like, everyone here is my brother, my sister, my mother. You notice who he doesn't describe, though, as the father. Right? There was never any doubt like Jesus, or Joseph was his, was his adoptive father, but it's because his heavenly father, God, God the father, like there's no debate about that. No one debates that reality. But everyone's like, well, he must have had other siblings. Like, no, like, he didn't. <laughs> like, like, if you look at the other teachings, like, he had cousins, he had friends, but, like, his friends become his family. Like, and he wants us to see, especially through the covenants, like, family keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Who we belong to, who we care for, gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So, like, our service to our brothers and our sisters are the brothers and sisters in Christ. Our service to our brothers and sisters are those who don't even belong to us in our biological family. Like, that's a really important thing to, to grasp, to hold on to, because each of you are brothers and sisters in and through Christ. Yes, you have your actual biological siblings, you have your, your biological parents, but as a society, if we started treating each other as brothers and sisters in Christ, while of course there'd be like those natural tiffs that come up, I think we treat each other a lot better, don't you? Or no? Oh, I think, okay, good. You're awake, making sure. Yeah, I think we would treat each other better. So that's what's kind of going on in this gospel today. He's talking about, you know, your mother, your brothers, your sisters are outside. It's like, well, here, my mother and my brothers, whoever does the will of God will be my brother, my sister, my mother. Right, so that's, that's the key thing here. Like Whoever does the will of God, we're following the will of God. What's the will of God? To care for each other, 
What's the greatest commandment Jesus talked about? Do you remember? Alright, let's see if you can get it. Ooh, you're so close. That's the second greatest. You're so close. Like, it's, it, it's within the same phrasing. So that's one of the commandments. Yes, absolutely. But there's something that Jesus says. He says, love someone above all others and love your neighbor as... Yeah, love God with everything and then love your neighbor. And there's some translations that say love your neighbor as yourself or love your neighbor as I have loved you. And so either is the same. Yeah. Yeah, the greatest commandment on top of the Ten Commandments that we have is to love God, to be to the service of God, to be at the will of the Father, right? And that's not always easy because when we don't treat each other with love or respect, when we, um, when we make fun of each other, when we belittle each other, when we laugh at each other, like that doesn't help building up the kingdom of God. That doesn't help loving God or loving our neighbor, our sibling, our brother or sister in Christ, as God has loved us. You might think, well, I don't really care how God loves me, so I'm going to treat people whoever I want. Does that make any logical sense? It really doesn't, <laughs> right? It goes against like a whole other concept, which is the golden rule. Treat others as you wish to be treated. Like, I want to treat people like a jerk. So you want to be treated like a jerk? I mean, we can go old school, Old Testament, like an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Like, we can go back to that if people want. Like, oh, you wronged me? I'll cut off your hand. Who wants that? I don't see any hands up. But I wouldn't because your hand would be gone. Right, so we, we actually recognize like what God is doing, what Jesus is doing is he's, he's not, again, abolishing the old law. He's making the law. No, he's, he's making new well, on a thing we thought of as an old way. Well, who, who are your family? That's who you're supposed to take care of. My family is everyone. I'm called to serve all people. So when people look at me as a priest, like, well, you're not married. You don't have kids. Like, are you kidding me? I have more kids than any of you. I have hundreds of kids, thousands. But that's if people finally can see me as a spiritual father. If they recognize that within the priesthood. Like, yeah, the priest is meant to embody Christ, who's meant to be a loving individual for other people. Doesn't mean I don't get frustrated with people's behavior, right? Because we shouldn't just tolerate bad things. We should call people to rise to something. We have to do the same within our friend groups, our peer groups, our sibling groups. Like, we should expect and want better for each other. So if we can't start treating each other with respect and dignity, treating ourselves with respect and dignity, then we're not going to be able to follow the commandments. You might think, well, again, I don't care about the commandments. Guess what? On a civil society outside of, like, anything faith-based, Natural law dictates that we should care for the good of other people. That's a natural thing written on our hearts. It doesn't require faith. It doesn't require anything else. It just like naturally says, like, I should hold, hold the dignity of this person because they exist. Now, faith adds to that. It elevates that. It always does more, which is cool.
St. Francis de Sales, who we celebrate today, a bishop, he cared so much about the service of other people. Like, he preached about it, he lived it out, he, he witnessed it. In our, in our lives, how do we witness the good of another person? Okay, I see plenty of you, you have your task, you hold the door, you, it's great. Okay, that's awesome, awesome, good job, you're holding the door open, it's amazing, whatever. But, more than that, do you look at a person and say, wow, how are you doing today? Do you look at a person and say, hey, I care about you. Do you look at a person and think, man, how can I pray for them? Do you look at a person and lift them up, or do you look at a person and tear them down? Do we make fun of people just because of how they act, how they look? Like, that's not a way to build the church. And sometimes we have to look inward at ourselves and say, what, how am I acting, how am I behaving that might dictate a way a person wants to treat me? Am I acting like a jerk? Am I being kind? Am I doing these things? It's a, it's a two-way street. St. Francis, he was so adamant about nurturing the continuity, the, 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 the bond that existed between people, regardless of their differences. He didn't care if you were the most powerful king or the lowliest serf. You were a child of God in and through his eyes. And until we can get that right and we can see each other as a brother and a sister in Christ, who even though we might get a tiff with sometimes, because, again, no sibling relationship is perfect, until we can start to see that other individual as an extension of God, we'll make mistakes. And, and we'll even make mistakes afterwards. But how do we learn from those mistakes? How do we get better? It's to say, you know, I care about you regardless of, of how you act or behave because you're a child of God. Doesn't mean we should just let that person stay there. We should always look to be elevated. We always want to get better. So our task this week is twofold. One of it is a personal reflection to look at ourselves, and the other one is to look at our relationships. The first is, how do I look at myself? Do I see myself as a child of God? Do I, do I through my actions, um, treat people with a love and respect that they are a child of God? So that's the first. Like, how do I see myself? And then the second is, yeah, how am I behaving towards these other people? Whether that it be classmates here, whether that be people uh, in your neighborhoods, people in your activities. Do I speak to them? Do I talk to them? Do I look at them? Do I think about them as a brother and sister in Christ? Someone who is deserving of dignity and love and compassion. So how do I see myself? How do I, how do I act? How are my actions maybe affecting how people see me? And how do I treat others? At the end of the day, we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. We are stuck with each other. So, let's make the best of it.